Welcome to the Love Nashville podcast, an inspiring, fresh, new outlook on what it means to be a community in Nashville 2021. With help from Nashville's most successful, vibrant female business owners, you'll gain practical advice and insight into what small business really looks like and what you can do to support us in celebrating our beautiful, thriving community in Nashville, Tennessee. So grab a cup of coffee or a glass of wine and let's chat a while. Chef, author, and Nashville native, Laura Lee lives her life on a simple mission to live a balanced life. She has two cookbooks out, Laura Lee Balanced and Simply Laura Lee Balanced Recipes for Everyday Living. She also has meal plans available on her website, llbalanced.com, where she gives you all the tools you need to live a balanced lifestyle in the kitchen. Follow her on social media at Laura Lee Balanced to get a sneak peek into her daily rituals right here on the Love Nashville podcast. Let's dive in. there and welcome to the Love Nashville podcast. I'm your host, Hannah Garrett, and I've got sitting next to me the beautiful and sweet chef and author, Laura Lee. Thanks for having me in your home today. Hi. Oh my gosh. I'm so happy to have you. How are you? I'm good. I'm really good. This is fun. 2021 treating you well? So far, fingers crossed. Yes. Yes. I don't want to get too optimistic, but so far. What about you? Pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. Some good wins. Yeah. Might as well take it, right? We're going to try. Mm-hmm. So why don't you start? I've been following you for years and Aww. I'm kind of, this is kind of a fun moment for me because I love your recipes. I love your lifestyle and that's what you're all about. Simple, balanced lifestyle. So why don't you start by telling us about your journey to finding this lifestyle? Yeah, absolutely. So, well, thank you for that and for having me. So I am going on eight years of this and it's evolved so much. I mean, it's so wildly different than what I even imagined, but it really was like catalyzed by a time when I was living in New York after college and was really struggling with anxiety. I had thought that I was going to go to law school and be a lawyer and that very quickly was not the right path for me. And so I felt really lost. And because I felt so lost and couldn't control anything, food became the thing that I controlled. And I think that's pretty common with disordered eating. And so I definitely developed some disordered eating behavior and had a lot of anxiety. And as time went on, what originally I think wasn't a healthy relationship with food, I kind of hit a rock bottom with that. And the result was taking the initiative to learn about food. And so I started spending time going to bookstores and reading nutrition books and lots of cookbooks and going home and cooking with food from the farmer's market and really getting a better understanding of what healthy food really meant for my body. And I just fell in love with it. And then one day I Googled healthy cooking schools And there happen to be two in the country that are these, uh, you know, accredited chefs training programs. And one of them is where I ended up going to school, which is the Natural Gourmet Institute. I believe it's now a program within a larger cooking school called the Institute of Culinary Education. They're on the same street. But at the time, it was a freestanding school fantastic program and it just changed my life. So I went to culinary school there and just continued my education. And then I had missed Nashville a lot and I'd wanted to come home, but I didn't want to come home until I knew what I was going to do because I grew up here. 
So when I finally had some sense of what my business would be, I moved home and started this business. And then honestly, the, what what is sort of like air quotes my business has had so many iterations and it's, I've done a little bit of everything. I kind of said yes to everything. And it took about almost five years, six years into it to really realize sort of where my strengths are and what I love to do the most. So Cool. Yeah. So you're from Nashville. Yeah. Well, my family moved here when, when I was 12. So I consider that native. Um, I went to elementary school, grew up in Baltimore until then. So I moved to Nashville for middle school and, and on, and my mom grew up here. So yeah, it was, it was coming home for me. That's so rare these days that you find a Nashville native. I know it was funny because when I was growing up in Nashville, I never felt like a native because everyone I was friends with was actually born here. But now I definitely am I'm a native. I mean, I think there's sort of like a five-year threshold where people are like, I've been here for five years. I'm a native, which is fine. You know, that's cool with me. So So you've seen a lot of change here. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. Because this podcast is all about national community. And we talk a lot about the changes that have happened even over the last five years that I've lived here. Yeah. I mean, I love that you say that because really, so I moved back about eight years ago. And one of the reasons I moved back, I had wanted to, but I didn't know what I was going to do. And I was also a little nervous. I would, my world would feel really small having grown up here. But I remember my parents telling me that they would go to restaurants in Nashville and they were like, and we didn't know a single person there, which just never happened when we were growing up. And they were like, it's cool. There's all this new and interesting stuff. So, and they were right. You know, this was almost a decade ago, but there, there was so much more. I mean, when we grew up, we never went out to eat like pretty much ever. And, um, there just wasn't a lot going on. And so what felt like a, what felt like this explosion eight years ago, nine years ago now sort of pales in, in, in comparison to what's going on today. But um, yeah, I mean, it's just, it really has exploded. The health food scene has taken a little bit more time to grow, even though Nashville is such a hot spot right now. I still think we are, we're getting there. We have some really fantastic, healthy restaurants that have been open and are opening and that kind of thing. Um, but we're, I think, still kind of at the forefront of that or at the forefront for us. Mm-hmm. But it's amazing. It's just incredible. I love it. I mean, selfishly, I know there are people who have been here for a long time and they're not sure about the growth, but for being an entrepreneur and a creative person and meeting other young creative people, it's incredible. I agree. Totally. I love that you said there are healthy restaurants here because I wanted to talk about that. Yeah. Oh my gosh. And I think it's also important to remember that what's healthy isn't necessarily sort of like, it doesn't have to be a juice bar, even though we do have great juice bars. We have one right down the street in this neighborhood, Ian Rose Wellness Cafe. There's a couple locations. I think they do an awesome job. So I love Ian Rose and that's definitely like traditionally a healthy restaurant, but there's also places like Lou, for example, is my new favorite restaurant in East Nashville. And it doesn't market itself as a healthy restaurant, but it's using fresh fresh ingredients and, you know, healthy fats. And, um, you know, it's just really good quality food and it's okay if it has, I mean, in my humble opinion, some butter and some cheese here and there, like some great bread, you know, that can still be healthy. So Lou is probably my new favorite. Um, there's also radish kitchen just opened. We've desperately needed a great salad place with fantastic, interesting toppings. Um, I love Amanda who opened that. So I definitely check, uh, recommend 
recommend people to check out Radish if you want like a great lunch. I know lunch options have been a little bit slim. Um, I'm also obsessed with Cafe Rose in East Nashville. I think they just opened a new location at like a slightly different concept, but still kind of similar to Lou. It's, it's, there's def, there's so many healthy, um, nourishing options, but tons of flavor, really interesting and just a great place to have an experience, you know, and sort of like the health of it is just a, it's a bonus. So yes, those are some of my absolute favorites and I'm sure I'm missing things that are phenomenal, but, um, but we have a lot more now. I mean, I always love Avo. I'm, you know, we'll always be a diehard fan of their kimchi spring rolls and, and lots of good stuff. So the balanced lifestyle. Yes. So you said you're okay with the butter and the bread, I guess in moderation. Yeah. So it's interesting. I mean, first of all, that is barring like an allergy. You know, I completely understand if somebody has celiac disease or real intolerance to dairy or gluten, which happens, it really makes people feel sick. Then of course, that's not part of your balanced lifestyle. But I think more people um, really can eat those foods than allow themselves to, because we hear all of these food rules and this food and diet rhetoric and information overload, which honestly I fell victim to at times and was really like anti a lot of foods. And at this point, I really believe that most people can be a lot more expansive and um, relaxed about what they eat. And I personally don't, the only thing I'm allergic to is mango. So I don't eat mango. I know so random, but I don't have a problem eating dairy or gluten or soy or these things. But I find that yes, in moderation, but you know, one, what's moderation for one person may not be for another, but also our bodies are really smart and they do tend to regulate. So, you know, I don't worry that I'm going to sort of like go crazy on cheese if I'm making sure that I'm full and satisfied with other foods. You know, I think what happens is we deprive ourselves of things. And so we end up going like hog wild on a certain food group because we haven't let ourselves have it. And I do want to just include a disclaimer. I'm not a medical professional. This is all just my personal experience. It's not medical advice at all whatsoever. So, you know, you have to do what works for you. And I always recommend that people work with a dietitian if they're unsure. So what kind of habits, you you have a healthy lifestyle, you eat well for the most part and you work out regularly, right? Yeah. So what kind of habits do you implement in your day to day? Yeah, so um, I definitely am uh, one who recommends hydrating first thing in the morning. I mean, it's sort of like simple and trite, but um, I do drink a ton of water. I don't like make myself uncomfortable, but I do drink quite a bit of water, usually about like 32 ounces in the morning. I mix some lemon juice, apple cider vinegar, and collagen in that. It's really my only sort of like bougie, bougie kind of super foodie thing that I do. Um, and honestly, it just makes me feel really good. I don't know about claims like metabolism, digestion with any of that stuff. Honestly, I think most of that is probably not true, but that combination does, it, it tastes good to me. It feels really good and refreshing. So I really like to do that. I don't love drinking plain water. 
So that's one thing that I do think is super helpful. Um, in terms of movement, I do try to move every day, but it doesn't have to be anything other than walking. Sometimes it is more, uh, and it just goes in phases. Like I, I could never be an ambassador to one particular workout right. because I like to switch it up. It depends like on my emotional state, my mental state, as well as my physical state. So sometimes I really like a high intensity workout right now. I'm really loving this YouTube channel called mad fit. She has like five and a half million followers and she does these awesome workout videos that are just really um, accessible. She has something for everybody. And then she has these like dance party videos. So I lock the door because I don't want anyone seeing me <laughs> dance, like not a good dancer. Um, so I'm enjoying that. We did get a Peloton. So I've been loving the Peloton, but I usually do the free rides. Like I don't even follow a class. So I think it's just about, it's just about getting your heart pumping a little bit um, and getting fresh air as much as you can. And just, you know, hiking is one of my favorite things to do. So that's super important. And then, you know, on the food front, it sounds, this is an annoying answer, but it is true. And it's come from years of practice, but I really do. I, I have a pretty intuitive relationship with food at this point. And so um, I, what I consciously try to do is make sure there are options around me for good sources of veggies and fiber, which is like, those are like kind of synonymous, like whole grains and veggies is kind of where I get my fiber some kind of a protein. I'm not even someone that's like, you need lean protein. I mean, like a good, you know, I eat ground beef and wild fatty salmon and all of that. Um, and then healthy fat, you know, and then some kind of, some kind of fat. I always just try to make sure I'm prepared and have those things around. And if I do that and I make sure to like eat slowly and enjoy the way it tastes, then, you know, when I do indulge in sweets or, you know, crunchy, salty, whatever it is, I, it's pretty regulated. Like it doesn't really get out of hand, um, whatever that means. So those are really the main things. And then I'm not a great sleeper. I struggle with sleep because I, I think I'll always carry anxiety with me and that's really how it manifests for me. But you know, as much as you can, like getting good sleep is super important. Yes, I love that you talk about anxiety because I deal with anxiety. I know most mm. women do. Yeah. A lot of people in general. Mm. They really do. About it. Yeah. It's, especially this year with everything that's went on in 2020. Mm -hmm. I feel like our mental state is so important. And I know that my eating and my workouts are emotional mm -hmm. sometimes. Definitely. And again, you know, this is just coming from experience. This is not advice. I have found for me, sort of just allowing myself when I'm having emotional or sort of like memory-based cravings, like, wow, this thing is really comforting because it reminds me of childhood. Most of the time I let myself have those things or not even let myself, I just have them. I think there's this idea that we should be like, okay, well, I'm hungry and I really want pasta, but I should probably like, I'll eat an apple with almond butter instead and then see if I still want the pasta. And sometimes for me personally, just going for that memory-based emotional mental health craving, whatever it is, is actually the healthiest thing for me. Mm -hmm. It is scary how, and women in particular seem to, or maybe it's men, but they don't talk about it as right. much, seem to struggle with anxiety right now. Um, of course, 2020 was a heightened year for everyone and all this low grade chronic stress that we don't even know that we have and can't even understand or articulate because we have we're living in unprecedented times. I mean, how scary is that? Right. So that is super, super real. And I think this has just been a year to give ourselves a ton, a ton of grace and margin for quote error, what, you know, right. which is subjective. So, but I'm sorry you have to deal with it too. It sucks. <laughs> Not alone. 
Okay, yeah. let's talk about your cookbooks. Okay. So how did you even start? How many recipes did you make before you were like, these are good enough to put in a cookbook? So I had always wanted to write a cookbook, but but to be completely honest, when I got my cookbook contract, I didn't think I was ready. I just got lucky. I got introduced to a publisher who was willing to, who believed in me and was willing to give me a lot of creative license and freedom and create a really beautiful cookbook for me. I mean, honestly, I got super lucky, but I guess my publisher also, you know, felt like there was, like I was capable of that. So um, I started writing my book and I had a lot of recipes on there, but honestly, I really, I didn't have that many people paying attention to what I was doing when I started it. And I completely like flew by the seat of my pants and figured it out as I went and didn't have a lot of guidance, but that ended up being a good thing because I just made it my own. And um, yeah, so my first book was the Laura Lee Balance Cookbook and that went well. And um, it's kind of like my first child. And then immediately... I knew I wanted to write a second and I went through some life changes in the interim and it was really good timing because with my second book, there was a lot. I I love my first book and I'll always, you know, have this, it'll have a piece of my heart, but I actually feel like I, I came into my own and a better understanding of who I am and my relationship with food while I was writing my second book. And so I actually feel like my second book is more reflective of who I am. And, and it's just, I'm, I'm really grateful to have the opportunity to have that manifested into, into this book. And that's called Simply Laura Lee. And it's just, it's more relaxed. It's brighter. I allowed it to be a little bit more feminine because I'm a kind of a girly girl. I love pink. And, you know, my photography changed a little bit because I, I do my own photography and I just loosened up. I have more dairy in there. I have a little bit of gluten in there and um, yeah, just more flexibility. Where can they find cookbooks? You can look at your local bookstore. Because of the pandemic, they're just getting into bookstores in the last couple months. But you can definitely look at your local bookstore, uh, which is the first choice. And then if you can't find it locally, Amazon is a great resource. It's also going to be the best price on Amazon. So they've been like throwing me a major bone recently and it's been like $14 off on Amazon. So um, yeah, you can check that out. Yeah. Okay. And then what else do you do? You have meal plans. Yes. So, uh, well, about three months into quarantine and everything, I, I would go shopping, grocery shopping for my own ingredients for my recipes and I couldn't find them. And I lost all of my sources of income and I all of a sudden was seeing my own ingredients through a new light. And as much as I love the recipes that I make in my cookbooks and that I've been making on my blog, they are very specialty focused for people who need that, who want grain-free flours and miso paste and whatever it is. But I realized that I really wasn't, I was leaving out a lot of people who can't find or afford those kinds of ingredients. And I also found so many women in particular telling me that they still found the dinner process really stressful because there are a lot of meal plans apps out there, Pinterest boards, all of that. But most of them are just an algorithm that aggregates recipes and spits them out Monday through Friday. So what that means is that you're still stuck in the kitchen every night. And as much as I love to cook, I don't want to be cooking every single night. And they're not created in tandem with each other. So it's just kind of like a mashed together ingredient list. And then you're searching for all these ingredients and you may use one tablespoon of pomegranate molasses or whatever it is. 
So I wanted to create a meal plan that had a unique structure. It's a batch cooking structure because I didn't see that anywhere and that are really affordable and accessible. So I shot for all of them except for a few at Walmart. The rest, I think I go to Kroger, maybe Aldi and that really take you out of the kitchen during the week and give you your weeknights back. So that's definitely been my baby in the last six months. Yeah. Very nice. Thanks. Well, what else do you need to know? Um, let's see. I am now, um, opening up, although I probably will be booking for March now, but I am opening up virtual cooking classes because I've been getting a lot of requests for those. Um, they're personalized, customized. So that is an option if somebody wants to do that. I was teaching in-person cooking classes and I've kind of been waiting for that to happen again, but I, you know, we don't know when that will be. So that's really, that's really it at the moment. And, um, oh, and Simply Laura Lee is actually going to be coming out in a digital digital copy in an ebook um, soon, which didn't happen with the first book. So pretty excited about that. So very cool. You're yeah. adapting to the virtual side. Yeah, um, that's all my publisher and I am yeah. thankful. So <laughs> <laughs> I have a hard time getting behind it. I know. I know. I know. Hard copy is always better, but fast food. If you have to eat fast food, what are you going to eat? Yeah. Chick-fil-A, is it Taco Bell? Those are the two that I hear might be. Interesting. You know, so I will be honest. I don't I don't actually know the ingredients in any of them. So what I think of in my mind is as healthier, uh, may or may not be. Definitely Chick-fil-A at the top of the list, just because I love it the most. I mean, I do think they use like higher quality meat, but I'm not sure, but I definitely love it the most. And, you know, I mean, Chipotle is not really fast food, but it is sort of. So if, if if we're hedging, I would say Chipotle is a good option. And then I've also found that most places have something that's a little bit healthier. I mean, Taco Bell, I haven't had in years and years, but I think some of the vegetarian options, I personally just don't love the meat there, um, can be a pretty good option. And then I think Arby's randomly has some like, okay, like sandwiches and stuff. So, you know, to be totally honest, unless it's Chick-fil-A, which I do kind of put in a different tier, I'm just kind of like, you know, cross your fingers and get what you want, you know? At that point, just go for it. Yeah. Cool. Well, I'm going to end by asking you kind of a rapid 10 question. Sure. What is your favorite meal in your cookbooks? Oh my gosh. Um, So, okay. So in the first cookbook, probably my lamb burgers, just a little bit different. I'm a huge burger fan and I really love the tahini sauce. It has like some sweetness and savory. So I love making those and super satisfying to eat. In the second book, probably the honey walnut shrimp is my favorite. So those are like the savory ones I really love. What's the first thing you do when you wake up in the morning? Let's see, brush my teeth, turn off my extremely loud sound machine and start drinking water, start drinking this mixture. What is your go-to workout regimen, which we kind of talked about? Yeah, um, right now it's like a pretty like, you know, low-key Peloton biking and then one of the mad fit dance videos, like 15 minute dance videos. What is your favorite unhealthy dessert to consume? Ooh, um, so if we're talking just sort of like traditionally indulgent, like a big old molten lava cake with vanilla ice cream. Yeah, oh yeah, so good. Where do you like to go on vacation? Anywhere in the mountains is my favorite. Um, I love Asheville, North Carolina. Um, It's easier to get there than out West, but out West is like kind of has a huge piece of my heart also. So I'm just a, yeah, I'm just a mountains girl. Cool. I mean, I love the beach, but 
Yeah. What Nashville women-owned businesses do you like to support? Oh my God. I, this is, this is scary for me to answer because I really don't want to leave out anyone because there are so many off the top of my head. Um, Triluna Wellness, Lemon Lane, Emma Jean and Co. Who else that I've been even just in touch with recently? I mean, Radish. God, there are just, there's so, so many. Yeah, yeah. If I left anyone out, it's like not. Oh, um, By May Jewelry. She's fantastic. Yeah, there's just so, so many good ones. Yeah. I love yeah. that Nashville is like built on small businesses. Yeah. Um, yeah. Kelly Boyd um, has these incredible prints. I love her stuff. Um, Ann, Kel, Ann Kelly is sort of like how, I, I can't remember which one she goes by with her business, but. Um, what do you love most about Nashville? I love that Nashville doesn't seem to have the um, cutthroat nature that other big cities do. I really feel like for the most part, fellow entrepreneurs want to support each other and see each other succeed. And there's definitely a sense of rising tides, lift all boats, ships. I I really feel like that. And I did not feel like that in New York. Uh, Last one. What's your favorite childhood memory? Oh my gosh, what a great question. I don't think anyone has asked me that before. I love that. So, oh my God, I had a really wonderful childhood. So I have a lot of great memories. But really, I would just say like the camaraderie of playing in the neighborhood, you know, in the summers with all of those awesome kids. Like we just felt like the world was ours, you know, Um, even though we were all like two feet apart. uh, We felt like we had all this independence. (laughs) So yeah, just really wonderful times you know, using my imagination. Awesome. Well, thanks so much for being on the podcast today. Thank you for having me. This was awesome. I really enjoyed our conversation and felt like I got to talk about some things that I don't usually talk about. So, awesome. okay. So where can people find you on Instagram, your website, all that jazz? Yeah. Yeah. So at Laura Lee balanced on Instagram and llbalance.com. Awesome. So. Well, thanks guys for listening to the love Nashville podcast. I'm your host, Hannah Garrett, and we've had Laura Lee today. Um, follow us on Instagram at Love Nashville Shop. And until next time, that's a wrap.